Hey everyone, I'm Brooke. And I'm Ashley. And you're listening to Straight Up on the Rocks. Grab a glass. Sit back. And relax. Cheers. Hey guys. Hey, how have you been? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. How Happy Halloween. Yeah, how was it? Happy Halloween. Happy late Halloween. Happy late Halloween. Halloween is... Well, Halloween is yesterday as we're recording this, but we still wanted to keep the theme for just another week because last week we did Brooke's Get Ready With Us for her birthday for Disneyland, so we didn't really get a chance to do Halloween spooky vibes. Yeah, we didn't want to leave October without doing something spooky. Exactly. We wanted to do like a little spooky vibes with you guys. We listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, specifically Murder With My Husband. That is our favorite. Yep. So good. You guys should definitely listen to them. I think we've talked about it before, actually. So many times. Oh, okay. I think. But it's so good. Murder with my husband. Um, But actually, this episode was inspired by... It started off inspired by them because Brooke wanted to do like a true crime podcast Mm -hmm. episode, kind of like them. But a lot goes into that. Like so much time and research and effort. It's a lot of research. We recognized that and we tried to start it like early on, like three weeks ago. But it was just... It's just been a crazy month. It takes a lot of time. Luckily, I was able to actually put one together for today. You're lying. Are you serious? Yep, dead serious. (laughs) Ashley's like, what are we doing tomorrow? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Was that the surprise? Yeah. So not getting anything from Amazon? No. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I have a surprise for you. She's like, is it from Amazon? I was like, yep. Well, because you said it's coming tomorrow. I know, because I didn't want you to think it wasn't an object and then just bother me about it oh so dang i'm not getting any surprise I'm just <laughs> she's wait like, really so i, I didn't wanted. research for nothing you did so not research it. anything i was you? looking at spooky stories like you all morning that's why i was late i wasn't <laughs> i had everything together oh my gosh <sighs> wait so how long have you planned it like three days you have it Yep. Like ready to go. Ready to go. Dang. Let's pull her out. But do we want to give up? Is that why you first? had your laptop? Yeah. But I didn't even know I was staying the night at Taylor's. I thought I was going to show you, and then I'm like, no, nah, I want her to be surprised. I was like, why did she bring. Oh, is that why you made up the Quizlet thing? I was like, there's no way she's going to have me help her study right now. No, I actually was, but I forgot oh. to ask you, but it's okay. <laughs> I studied on my own. Okay. Well, I think we have a few things to catch you guys up on before we get into this. Wow, I'm so excited. I'm so impressed. I'm excited too. Okay, so we went to Disneyland. Yeah, after we recorded last week's podcast, we went to Disneyland. You guys, we stayed for 12 hours. Was it 12 or 13? I don't know. I didn't count. It was a while, though. Because what time did we to get, get there? there like 10? Earlier. Yeah, like 10. And we stayed till 11. At night? Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah. We literally left, actually, at like 11.30. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. So we were there for like... 13 and a half hours. It was a long day. Long Ashley day. was dying halfway through. No. Oh. She was down bad. I was down bad. But not because, like, I couldn't hang. It was just because of the anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I was thriving. Anxiety. Yeah, you were. Other than that aspect of it. And then you, like, um, bounced back really quick. Like, she was like, I think I'm just not going to go on this ride. And I was like, are you sure? Like, we, like, lightning lined it and everything. And then she's like, yeah, I can try to meet you, though, if I feel better. I was like, okay. She literally meets us, like, all the way we were already in the building of the ride and she like met us they yeah, just they let were, her like, in. almost to the front and i was like can i just cut through i'm just trying to find my friends it was so fun but we had what did we eat there we waited 45 minutes in line for beignets 
Oh my gosh. That took forever. So we missed the whole like fireworks show or whatever it is, but I didn't really care. Fantastic, yeah. That's like the best time to go on rides and we wasted it doing beignets. Wait, we need to start from the beginning. We're like jumping ahead way too much. The day started. Wait, it was kind of a terrible day. Remember in the beginning, everything was going wrong? Oh, so we were supposed to wake up and record the podcast at 6.15. Ashley accidentally set her alarm for 7.15, so we were already an hour behind schedule when we woke up. But I woke up at 6.45, luckily, remember? Yeah, and But realized. it still took us, like, time to get up because, oh, we had to shower off our self-tan, that's yeah. what it was. So we both had to shower. Brooke stayed the night at my house, and then we had to, like, get our stuff together. We had to feed the dogs, take the dogs out, like, get them all ready because Anthony wasn't home. We come to the house, we record. Taylor's supposed to, we're going to pick him up, or... No, he was supposed to meet us here. Yeah, Taylor's supposed to meet us here at Ashley's parents' house. He FaceTimes us, and he's at Ashley's house. He drove and to my house. We're which like, what? Way further away from his house than not way. It's still really close, but like my parents' house lives like they live like right down the street from him. Basically, like, yeah. it takes like four minutes to get here. Literally, and so we're like, no, what the heck? Like, <laughs> come here. That was not the plan. Like now we have to go gate. Like it was just this whole thing. Yeah. And then so we're like, just come back to your house and we'll come pick you up from your house. And so we get in the car to go pick him up. And Ashley's tire pressure, all it says her car's like newer. So it, it's like highlighting all her tires on her dashboard and it's flashing yeah, three yellow. Three tires and it says they're super low. And she's like, what the heck? Like, this is weird. And it just won't stop blinking. So this is concerning because we're about to get on the freeway and go all the way to Disneyland. Yeah. So we're like, cool. Now we have to get air in the tires before we go. Luckily, Taylor had a air compressor. So he was doing it for us. But before, it wasn't working for like 30 minutes. Yeah, we literally were sitting there trying to get the air compressor to work. And it was attached to an extension cord. And I was like, are you sure? Like, even his dad came out and was trying to figure it out. And I'm like, are you sure? I kept saying, I bet it's an extension cord. Like... And no one I feel was like listening. The, it's like extension cords go out more than like a whole air compressor would. Like, you yeah. know. And he's like, no, we use this all the time. And I'm like, exactly. It's probably been like <laughs> used to death. Like, it's probably done. But I wasn't going to sit there and fight him on it. You know, I yeah. just like kept casually bringing it. Like, are you, sh- are you sure it's not that? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, all right, well, we're going to have to go to the gas station because he's like so done at this point. He's like, we're way behind schedule. Yeah. Nothing's working. Like, we just got to go. And I was like, okay. And then I just mentioned it one more time. I'm You're like, like, before we leave, one more are time. Are you sure? You- you don't want to check, check to see if it's an extension cord. He's like, fine, actually. He's like, like watch, I'll, I'll show you on the vacuum. So he <laughs> plugs something else into the extension cord. He's like, watch, let me let me show you. Doesn't turn on. <laughs> the vacuum doesn't work. Working. He's like, oh, yeah. maybe it was the extension cord this whole time. So we figured ended it up he plugged it in without the extension cord. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it worked. It worked. Perfect. Yep. And we got my tires filled up and we were good to go. And then we got to Disneyland. Drove up there. We got Chick-fil-A on the way, some Chick-fil-A breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then we got there and there was a bunch of lines like to pay for parking to get into parking. Oh my gosh, this was amazing. But I know a little secret path that you can get into and there was no line at that one. So we literally just passed everybody and got in. And then the guy, for some reason, like pointed us to preferred parking. So we got like upfront parking, like front row right there i've never had an easier day at disneyland like that's the worst part for me is like parking walking where do you get in where do you where's your car when you get out right but that was so easy so easy so it literally was like and we got free parking so it just like everything worked out really well once we got there but Mm -hmm. like up to that point it was just like oh my gosh what else is gonna go wrong today you know so it's nice we had a nice turnaround we went straight to the incredicoaster because it said it was like 20 minutes or something right Mm mm-hmm 
my and Brooke didn't want to run. She was panicking. She's like, I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, I promise it'll be fun. And then while we were in line, we were like, we haven't had to pay for a single thing today. Like, we didn't have to pay it again. And we didn't have to pay for parking. Like, why don't we just do the genie pass thing, lightning lane thing? And so we can just go on, like, all the big rides. Yeah. And it was only 20 bucks per person. So we all $20. just paid 20 bucks to go. But it's, so. it's kind of a scam, kind of not. It's kind of a scam. Because you have to wait two hours in between making your things. I'm trying to think of what it was. Like, a lot of them were, like, really later in the day. Yeah. Like... All the times were, like, booked. Yeah, it was times were already booked. So, it was, like, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. And it's, like... 1. It's, like, 11 11, at this time. Yeah. yeah. And we were, like, oh, my gosh. So, either if you redeem it right away. So, like, if you book one and then an hour goes by and you redeem it. Because you have, like, a time slot that you have to come back on. Then... You get to book a new one right away because you can only do one like reservation at a time or wait two hours in between. So we kept having to wait like two hours in between because our slots wouldn't be until like later in the day. Yeah. And they run out. Yeah. So like if you get to that later point in the day and you start seeing like seven, eight, nine, ten, you're like, okay, if we don't do it for later, then we're not going to get it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's kind of weird. I wish it was just I kind of thought that it was just like you got to go into the fast pass lane at every ride. No, same. And so I, was I like, feel okay, like bet, that's how it, it should be. What's the what's the situation with like it's scheduling kind of when you have to go? Like, yeah. And you still wait in a line. Exactly. So it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just... And then some of the rides don't count. Like some of the rides you have to get, you have to pay additional $20 yeah. to get in. Like what is that? Like Rise, of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance. What was the other one? It was like $15 more. There was another one. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? Like, that seems so weird yeah, to have to pay for an attraction at Disneyland that you're already paying so much money to get into Disneyland. Like, what is that? That's actually, like, absurd. Yeah. Yeah, it that was is, kind of I crazy. can't even believe that they do that. But, I honest. mean, for the day it was fine, but I, like, would not suggest doing it often. No. But we did get to go on, like, every big ride. I mean, for you, since now you get in free, you could do that every time. Yeah. That's true. Because it was somewhat worth it. Especially if it's only twenty dollars. If just, you're planning on some staying all day, if you're sure. only going for a few hours, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, totally. But if, if you're going to do like an thing. all day Disney day, I would say for like occasions, you know, mm-hmm. like Brooke's birthday made sense. Mm-hmm. And then we got to try a bunch of drinks. We went to Ogus Cantina and we oh tried a bunch gosh. of drinks. Brooke got like six different alcoholic beverages to try. <laughs> Literally seven, maybe. Yeah, I was like trying everything because I haven't been twenty one at Disneyland ever. So yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Like, what do they have here? So I forget. I think our first one was Pim's Test, Pim's test, test Lab. Test Lab, yeah. Those were insane. Those were so good. They were good, but they were so sweet. Every drink I tried at Disneyland was insane. Yeah, sweet. they have more sugar than alcohol, for sure. For sure. Yeah, Taylor's um, was really sweet. Mine was fine, though, because it had the spicy. Mine so was, it was fine because like, it had beer in it, so it kind of, like, counteracted. Yeah. But Taylor's was like, he got like was a honey one, and it was like one. just straight honey, and straight honey, like drinking honey. Yeah, it was too much for me. And then second one, I had like a prickly pear, pear. vodka spritzer. That was mm-hmm. good. Third one, espresso. Yeah, espresso martini or something. But it was like in a. It basically cup. was like an espresso cocktail, but it wasn't like a martini. No, like. it was like a full full. It's um, like a solo full cup. <laughs> and it had like whipped cream on top, right? Yeah. And that was all right. And then fourth, I think, was 
beer because we yeah. sat and ate. Uh-huh. And then fifth was August Cantina. August Cantina. I had a Bloody Mary, which why did I get that? There? I don't know. Like they had so many fun uh-huh. drinks and I'm like, Bloody Mary. Literally. Like, I was like, what the hell? I regret that to this yeah. day. And then my second drink at Oga's was red wine. A glass of wine that was $18. And it was tiny. It was $18. It was the same price as the cocktails there. Was, was it really $18? Yes. We went over this so many times. And I was like, I hope it was like $18 for a cocktail. Good I mean, brand. she didn't, but. <laughs> I mean, she did. but And I think that was my last. The wine put her over. Like, she wasn't drunk at all, and then all of a sudden, she was drunk after the wine. Didn't it seem like that? Like, I was like, nothing's working. Nothing got her buzz at all. She had all those drinks. But these are, like, over the course of the 12 hours that we were there. Yeah. Okay, maybe, like, seven hours. (laughs) Maybe four hours. It was, like, maybe a a drink an hour. But, but yeah, that was scary. You mixed a lot. I was like, I swear. No, the next day, I was like, okay, wait, I had vodka wine tequila espresso beer like how did i not get sick or feel terrible i don't know like i was chilling and like but we were just like letting her do her thing because it was her birthday so we just like go off i was like no one can say anything literally it was funny but it was fun to like try all the stuff yeah um and then we went over to rise of the resistance because it said it was like 45 minutes oh my god and then we went over there and it was closed like completely shut down it happens often because it's on like a trackless track trackless yeah it's a trackless ride which they don't have anywhere else at disneyland besides that one it's like a new technology thing so it it still can like technically go off the track even though there's no track but like the path if it gets bumped off the path a little bit then they have to close the whole ride down and like reconfigure the whole track so it, it happens often that the ride shuts down and there was a few people waiting outside of it just to see if it goes back on and i was like let's just sit here because brooke was like at her peak drunkenness we're just vibing it's like probably like <coughs> six or seven at this point yeah and, and well, we were sitting yeah we were sitting for a long time at, and like, i think on, that's like, when i hit wall. a wall because when as soon as we sat down i was like so tired and it all hit me that's the thing is we hadn't really like just chilled like even at oga's we were standing at the bar yeah there's no seats you just stand yeah so like well there were some seats but we didn't get a table yeah but around the bar it's weird that they didn't have seats if they're counting how many people they're just trying to fit as many people as they could in there probably and so we were just like i was like fine with just sitting and i was like let's just like sit vibe out and see what happens you know Mm -hmm. And then they kept, like, getting eager. After, like, 30 minutes, they were, like, getting really eager to leave. And they were, like, let's just go. Like, this is not yeah. worth it. Like, it's not coming back on. And I was, like, you guys, let's just wait, like, 10 more minutes. Because normally it's down for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. So I was, like, let's just wait to the 45-minute mark and then we'll go. And right as we were about to leave, they opened the ride back up. And we were on the right side because there was three sides that it was closed off on. Like, the front and then the left and the right. And we were on the right side. And that's the side that they opened first, and we were, like, right there. Yeah. Unfortunately, since we were sitting, a lot of people got in front of us, but we kind of just, like, jumped in, and they put the line on our side where we were sitting, too, so it was funny. Yeah, it literally worked out perfectly. So nice. I was just about to get up and walk away, and then I see them opening the thing, and I was like, oh, my god. So we literally, like, walked through the whole line. Like, it took us, like, maybe five minutes before we, like, got into the actual, like, the start of the ride. I just like it because it had so many different aspects of the ride. Like it it's was like, like a long, yeah, long thing. It's like sixteen minutes, I think. Oh yeah, she did a project on this. Yeah, I know too much about it. I had to do a project on it for school. But, but it's more than that when you're 
don't you think like because the it starts and then it goes in that room and then that room and then that room and that room you know like i feel like it's longer than maybe 18 i don't know but it's a good ride so i was happy because they finally got on there but the whole point to this we've gone on a tangent of disneyland now but i want to actually say one regret regret (laughs) one regret that i think we have is so we were waiting for our lightning lane pass at Matterhorn. matterhorn And so we're like, we saw Finding Nemo was like 10 minutes long the line. We're like, okay, let's just kill time, go on that. Because it's right next to Matterhorn. Right next to it. The line took like 30 minutes. Maybe longer. Maybe longer. I don't know why we didn't leave the freaking line. At the- I told you. Even when we got up to the front, I was like, Brooke, this is taking forever. Like, can we just go? And I was like, no. Like, no I remember it being good. But even when we were up there... It took, like, an additional 10 minutes of us just standing there. Yeah, we were first in line, and it was, like, 20 minutes of us just standing first yeah, in line waiting. it was awful. And we were just tired at that point. It's, like, 10 o'clock. We were exhausted. We were just, like, oh, my gosh. And so, we, we get on, and Ashley's, like, this is going to take forever. And I'm, like, really? And, like, first of all, the ride's for, like, little kids. So, like, the window is, like, really low. So, I'm, like, crouched over trying to see really out small. the window. Seats are so small. And I'm, like, half falling asleep. I'm just... Basically, it was, like, a resting period. It felt like I was... Because it was so... um, It was dark. It was, like, Dark, pitch pitch black. black. You're underwater. So. Yeah, it's just, like, a submarine ride that shows, like, a... Nemo. Nemo. The whole Finding Nemo movie, basically. But we timed it, and what was it? Like, 20 minutes? It was, like, 13 minutes. The ride was 13 minutes, and it was just so slow. I'm, like, they could have summed that up in, like, literally four minutes. Literally. A lot of it was just rocks and stuff under <laughs> underground. Literally, we were like this close to like rocks the whole time, like yeah. that rocky yeah. wall. I was like, "What is this?" Like, I it's don't a cute ride, this. but like, oh my gosh, it took us like forty-five minutes all said and done. Like by the time we waited in line, got on the ride, got oh, at least ride. it was insane. I was like, "This was not worth it." Oh my gosh! And then so Matterhorn was our last ride, and the reason we had stayed this late was because we had our lightning lane. For that Matterhorn. So we were like, let's just kill time. Let's just finish it. And then we'll leave right after that. Yeah. So we get on the ride. It kind of woke us up. The end of the ride is... So it's not like known, I don't think, as a water ride. No. Not at at all. all. That doesn't happen. No. (laughs) I've gone on that ride probably a hundred times and it's never happened so we end the ride and like you end in water but like it's not supposed to splash you i've been on it multiple times i've never gone it's just like a little pool of water that it goes through like Mm -hmm. the railing and it just like splashes up next to you like maybe you'll get like three little dots on you yeah like not like wet but for some reason that night taylor got soaked he was in the in front of us so it was taylor me and then ashley in the back he got soaked and then the ride guy like sees and he was like oh my gosh he's like that's, that's not supposed to happen. not supposed to happen <laughs> but we were in the second cart yeah the girls in the first cart got like drenched there was three girls in the cart in front of us and they were soaked and the guy was like yeah i'm sorry like sometimes the water levels just rise and up and down like we never know when it's gonna happen and they were like thanks like did not happen to the people behind us no. They were like completely dry. We were drenched. Drenched. We I mean, drained all the water for the I was I got wet though. I was like a little wet, but nothing like Taylor. Yeah, like Taylor got the worst <laughs> of the three of us. But the girls in front of us got it way worse than him even. It was it was funny. But anyways, so we vlogged all of it. 
So by the time you're watching this, that vlog should be available. You can check out our Instagram to see if it's been uploaded and make sure to follow us on there and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And it'll be our first vlog that we've posted. So yeah. you can see all the drinks that we talked about and everything. And we go into more depth, of course. It's just fun to see like Disneyland stuff. Yeah. I love watching Disneyland videos. So exactly. Okay. Wait, do we have any more updates? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. Big update. Okay, guys, we forgot to tell you. So we told you that the movers were supposed to come. Update, they did. My parents have <laughs> absolutely all of their stuff back. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. There was only one thing that was broken, and it was glass, so it, like, wasn't a huge deal. Like, yeah. I feel like that happens in moves, but everything went fine. My parents got all their stuff. Did Jeff build that? Yeah. Anyways. So, yes. So, yeah. good news there. Super good news. I'm tired today, and I'm nervous because this is so nerve-wracking. I know. I'm, like... This is like a, like, this is serious, like a serious thing. And like, I don't want to make it like, you know what I mean? Like we got to be so like, well, you know how they are on their podcasts. They're like, I mean, it's like informative and right. Yeah. We're obviously not telling the story for just entertainment purposes only. It's awareness for sure. Awareness for sure. And this case actually did happen like, no, more than it happened 110 years ago. So this takes place in 1912. What? Yeah. So how should we start this? Should I like start it? Is like it a then? Halloween story? No. Oh. I, I want to, I think we should start with any trigger warnings that there may be. Okay. Trigger warning. This does involve children dying, but that's about, I think all the triggers no, I can like think of. Sexual assault. Or... No, none of that. Okay. Well, obviously death. Death. So trigger warning, death. Um, this is probably going to be a serious topic, so... Is it, like, scary? It's a little spooky. Okay. Stop asking questions. Sorry, Let's sorry, just sorry. freaking go. Okay. I just want to know what to expect. Okay. So, for our story today, for our true crime episode, I'm going to be telling you guys about the Velisca murders. So, it was the summer of 1912... And just to put 1912 into perspective, because I feel like not a lot of us can understand that. Why do I feel like you're so that? good at this? Sorry. What? I said, why do I feel like you're so good at this? Oh my god! All that listening to murder with my husband. Hello? Sorry, continue. I know. Okay. Um. So just to put 1912 into perspective for us, because I feel like that's kind of hard to compute in our heads, mm-hmm. like what even was going on back right. then. But interesting fact. It wasn't even until 1925 that half of all homes in the U.S. had electricity. So, like, not even half of the people had electricity in their houses. So, it was still lanterns. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And the Titanic sunk that year. Wow, really? Yep, killing 1,500 people. Okay, I'm sorry. Can I just say that 1912 sounds like it was so long ago? Like, I was thinking, like... 1800s like back when like <laughs> that's why i want to say this stuff because and, like yeah it feels so long ago lit. but it wasn't that's crazy okay so titanic okay so there was civilization that's not that long ago i need to like mm-hmm. that's crazy that's not that long i ago. mean 110 years but not like 200 yeah but think years. about it her grandparents were born like shortly after that right so not shortly but you know okay 1912 is when arizona became a state when the girl scouts were founded okay Fenway Park opens. Alaska becomes U.S. territory. Oh, wow. How crazy. Um, Women still weren't able to vote at the time. Dang. And this is when child labor was still a thing in the U.S. So the labor center 
Iowa says that in the early decades of the 20th century, the numbers of child laborers in the U.S. peaked. So this was like peak time, Dang. child labor. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of information about 1912 that could be useful. So in the quiet city of Villisca, Iowa, which is located just 100 miles southwest of Des Moines, Iowa, um, lived a happy family. They were known and loved by their small community. I can't with your faces. Like, I feel like... I feel like I'm listening to an episode of Murder with My Husband. The way you're talking is, like, exactly... I know! Should I stop? I don't know how to talk. I don't know. I love it. Okay. Father and prominent businessman Josiah, who was 43 years old, sometimes went by JD, um, and his wife, Sarah Moore, 39, lived here with their four children, Herman, which was 11, Mary, who was 10, Arthur, who was seven, and Paul, who was five. So they were very young kids. The Moore family was a very well-known family in town. They were involved in church, and the wife, Sarah Moore, actually coordinated the Children's Day program at their Presbyterian church. Okay. So she was in charge of, like... Child care and everything? Yeah. Okay. On June 9th, 1912, 10-year-old Mary asked if her friends, Ina and Lena Stillinger, could spend the night at her house that night. They were sisters. Um... And this was summertime for them, so the girls were already going to church with their families that night, so why not just come over and spend the night after? Okay, so this is the daughter's friends. Yes. Okay, so the daughter wants her two sister friends, friends to spend the spend night, the at, her night at her house. You said it was a Saturday night? Sunday. They go to church? Yeah. So they were going to a late service. Oh, okay. Like, okay. really late. So, um... The mom agreed to let the girls stay at the Moore's house, and then after the service, the Moore family and the Stillinger sisters walked home together because it was not too far from their house after the late service at around 9.30 p.m. Oh, my gosh. So that was a really late service. Yeah. They got home probably between 9.45 and 10 p.m., and I'm assuming, like, since Sarah, the mom, was so involved, maybe they had to stay and wait for her to, like, clean up or something because that seems kind of late for church, but it was back in the day, so who knows. But unfortunately, this would be the last time that anyone would see this group alive. So the entire Moore family and the Sellingers? At 7 a.m. the morning of June 10th, the Moore's neighbor Mary becomes curious. She hadn't seen the Moore family doing their normal chores out in the lawn. They were always outside doing something to keep them busy, you know? So she grew kind of concerned. It wasn't really normal to not see them outside so she ended up knocking on their door but no one answered so she tried opening it but it was locked so she decided she should probably call ross Moore, which was josiah's brother the dad's brother okay um to come check on them so ross got there he banged on the door no one answered he shouted no one answered so he's like you know what i think i have a key on my ring key ring mm-hmm. that's a spare for this house so he opens the door mary waits on the porch she's like i'm just gonna let him go check out what's going on mm-hmm. like not my house he's right. the brother so as ross is looking around the house he goes to open what would be the guest bedroom door he stops in his tracks when he discovers eight-year-old ina and 12-year-old lena stillinger's dead bodies laying there on the bed Ross immediately yells to Mary to call um, Velisca's primary peace officer, Officer Horton, who arrived shortly after. So this was also a time where, yes, there was police departments, 
but it wasn't as big as now. Like there was still private investigators, peace officers. And like nine one one wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Nine one one was not a thing yet. So, and I'm sure it's just like this is a small town, right? Very small town. Yeah. So yeah. I'm assuming like with a small town like this, everybody knows. Yeah, like, you know but, who to call. Like and, who's gonna? Yeah, and not a lot happens. So I'm sure it's like, exactly. So, um, Officer Horton searched the whole house and found the entire Moore family and the Stillinger sisters bludgeoned to death. So one of the most frustrating parts that I found about this day when they discovered the bodies is that, according to Smithsonian Magazine, quote, as many as a hundred curious neighbors and townspeople trampled as they passed through the house, scattering fingerprints, and in one case, even removing fragments of Joe Moore's skull as a keepsake. Josiah. Wait, they let people, like, in the house? Yeah. Like, everyone, the Officer Horton came out was like, please stay back. Like, this is a crime scene. Everyone was like, I don't care. Everyone they all went in and all went through the, the house, dead bodies. looked at everyone, took stuff. Like, it was, like, some kind of attraction. That's yeah. a crime scene. Like, they're messing with all the, well, I mean, back then, they probably didn't have, like, so what, yeah what crime stuff did they or what like they they could do fingerprints and stuff they like had that fingerprints. but they didn't have like technology to like look up the fingerprints they had to like match them and what about like dna and stuff dna no not not much to do Dang. with that really we're so evolved now yeah but can you believe these people just went in the house not only is that messing with the crime scene but so disrespectful right and like you said, I feel like not a lot happened back then. So maybe they didn't really know how to go about it. Like they didn't know. But still, Common I feel courtesy like courtesy of like yeah, these people are dead, and you're making this like an attraction for yourself. Exactly. So that was insane when I learned about that. After looking at everything that happened that day, medical examiners determined that the cause of death was between midnight and five a.m. So they got home around ten forty-five from church. No, ten. They got home around 9, 45, 10 from church, so they must have been murdered between midnight and 5 a.m. that night. So the killer was believed to let themselves through the back door, which hadn't been locked that night. Mm. So it was just... Well, in a small town, open. I feel like that's completely normal. Yeah. Especially back then. Exactly. So after doing a recreation of the crime scene, it was found that supposedly the killer went through the back door, passing the downstairs guest bedrooms going up the stairs, passing the children's room. All four children slept in the same room upstairs. So it was two bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Goes straight to the primary bedroom where the parents are sleeping. The killer had actually gotten an axe from the property. So they think it was outside or somewhere in the house. It was belonged to Josiah. He held the axe high above his head, piercing a hole into the ceiling, the top of the ceiling, before coming down onto Josiah. So, so he, killed the he like first. pierced the ceiling with it and like came down. So yeah, he killed Josiah first. And then before Sarah could even wake up, he had killed her as well How with did the she axe. Not wake up? I don't know. It was like so fast probably. And like where? In the head. Just clean off or like No, like through the skull. Yeah. Like shattering the skulls. Oh. Like faces unrecognizable. It was actually oh, like found straight on the face. Yeah, straight oh on the face. Oh my gosh! And it was actually found that Josiah had 
the worst of it. There was over 30 blows okay, taken to his face. This is premeditated murder for sure. Yeah. And it was somebody who was intentionally trying to kill specifically him. Because he didn't even... Right. Doesn't it seem more targeted towards him? Uh, for sure. But it's weird that he didn't come with a... Or they didn't come with a murder weapon originally. Right. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But maybe getting ahead of myself, but I wonder if they had something, then saw the axe and were like, this This is is like even more brutal and awful. That's a good point too. I didn't even think of that. Wow. So yeah, but Josiah was actually missing his eyes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like from the axe or did Uh they take his eyes? No, like it was, they were just obliterated, like missing. And people so. went in and watched this, like looked yeah, at Yeah, exactly. How could you even do that? How could you even see something like that or want to? So the killer or killers, because we don't mm-hmm. know yet, then went into the children's room upstairs where they axed them to death oh before going downstairs to kill Lena and Ina. Oh, and how horrible. Not that this isn't horrible already, but how horrible for... The girl's parents that like let them spend the night that night, like I'd be absolutely destroyed. I'd be like, I wish I never. Like, could you imagine if they would have just been like, no, not tonight? Exactly, because they were probably just collateral. Like for sure they were. Yeah, they. Oh yeah, like they probably were not part of the intention or the plan. They didn't even need to kill those girls because or the kids. Well, the kids either. Yeah, or the mom. Yeah, none of them. But like this was about. Yeah, if this was about the dad, dad. why'd you have to go taking out the whole family and their friends? So... Because they're just sick individuals. Clearly, yeah. whoever murders people is obviously... They do it for the, the high that they get from it. Yeah. Something else that police found out about that night is that they believe everyone except for 12-year-old Lena was asleep when it happened. Oh, no. So since she was the last one... No, she probably woke up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's she awful. She was found laying horizontal on the bed, so oh, the wrong no. way in her bed. I'm going to cry. This is awful. With defense wounds on her arms. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> it's really sad. I can't... That is awful. And she's the oldest, right? Yeah. That is horrible. And after investigating the crime scene even further, police found something that kind of boggled their minds. The killer actually went back and started axing them more, like everyone. And this is interesting. He went around the house finding like pieces of clothing and covered up everyone, like their faces everyone's faces that's like a sign of remorse and all the mirrors and glass in the house yeah sign of remorse for sure you think he like couldn't even look at himself he or she yeah they couldn't look at himself yeah sure but obviously this is like like i said this wasn't just revenge this was clearly like the high that they get from murder if they went back and like wanted to relive it and feel it again exactly like they probably were just like okay let me get them all down before so i can make sure i get them all first and then go back through that is so horrible i cannot believe we live in a world that these people even exist right it's terrible i even i can't even process it yeah so police determined that the killer had actually spent a lot of time at the house after it even happened there was a plate of food like a meal that had been uneaten that he he or she got themselves and the killer took out 
a four pound slab of bacon out of the freezer and left it on the ground wrapped up in a towel next to the axe. No one knows what this means. It's just so random. There was a bowl of water they found that it seems like he washed his hands in it to clean off all the blood. So just weird stuff found. And the killer actually found a key to the house in the house. So let himself out the back door and locked back up. Yeah. What the hell? After all these details come out about this case, the town was turned upside down. Residents grew paranoid. They began pointing fingers at one another, and as a result, it caused a huge divide in the community. This community was small enough to where it could have been anyone. Everyone knew each other, Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like everyone was paranoid of each other. So this was a time when serial killers and mass shootings weren't as prominent as they are today, so it was causing like extreme chaos in the community. Everyone started carrying around weapons and making sure everything was locked up at night. So agencies from all over came to help local authorities with this case. Um, So as far as suspects go, there was one person at first that seemed to stand out the most to people when they actually sat down and thought about who would want to do this to the family. Um, And it was actually a state senator, Frank Jones. He was a businessman and a politician. And Josiah had worked for Jones for seven years and had made his way up to be the star businessman at Joe's farm equipment business. So he was like, like really good businessman, worked for Jones, who was a state senator. However, in 1907, Josiah had had enough of the long hours required by Jones. Jones would make him work six days a week, long hours, like it just wasn't worth it for Josiah. So when Josiah left, he actually took up one of Jones' most valuable accounts with him. Oh, no. Which was John Deere. (gasps) Yeah. So that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big account looking from it. That is insane. Yeah. Especially now, John Deere is like one of the most known farm equipment farming companies ever. Exactly. I could see why Frank Jones could be a little upset with Josiah, but that doesn't constitute murder, obviously. Yeah, of course not. But um, another reason people believe that Frank Jones had something to do with Josiah's murder and his family and the Stallinger sisters is due to speculation that Josiah was having an affair with Jones' daughter-in-law. Yeah. Who, by the way, was known... By the town for her affairs. Like, she was really pretty. Daughter-in-law. How old was she? Had all know? these affairs. She was probably closer to Josiah's age. Because Frank was older. Josiah oh, okay, was like, okay. you know, Frank was like old man. He was 57. Josiah was like 40s. So she was like. Honestly, no. She might have been even younger than them. That was another reason oh, they thought that. Oh, my gosh. Probably like 30s. Yeah. So safe to say that Frank Jones and Josiah despised each other and we're definitely no longer on speaking terms with each other so being like maybe he deserved it because he cheated (laughs) just kidding Um, it's horrible nobody deserves to be murdered just so we're clear yeah though the rough history between the two many people didn't think a man of jones age who was 57 like i said could even swing an axe himself like they didn't think he even had the capability wasn't even that strong you know did they run tests on this Basically, people were like, okay, well, then if he didn't do it, he hired someone to do it Mm -hmm. for him because we still think he's good for it. It just doesn't mean it had to be him physically. Mm -hmm. 
So this is when an agent at Burns Detective Agency, James Wilkerson, came up with the theory that Jones hired someone to slain everyone in the Moore's house that night. He started to look into a man named William Mansfield. While looking into Mansfield, Agent Wilkerson learned that not only was this Mansfield guy a bad, sketchy guy, he was also a main suspect in the killings of his own wife and his wife's parents and his own child. So he killed his whole family. So he looks good for this case, too. You know what I mean? But the detail that convinced Wilkerson most that Mansfield was good for the Moore family murders is that Mansfield had coincidentally used an axe to murder his own family. No. Yes. So although this evidence seems strong, Mansfield had a strong alibi for the night of the murders. Of course. For the Moors and the Stillingers. He was at work, and a lot of timesheets can prove that, and he worked a hundred of miles away, so, like, hundreds of miles away. So, there's no way that he could have done it. Really? At all. Really fast. Sorry, I think I missed the part. Where was the connection with, a pri- just because he had murdered already? Yeah, so... His family with an axe? Yeah, so a private investigator. So, again, back then, this these cases like these weren't, like, popping up. So, it's like, wait, this guy just killed his family like what if with an axe like what if this guy what if frank jones hired him because he knew he did that to kill this family but he lived hundreds of miles away yeah well he worked hundreds of miles away but he lived in this town no not this town specifically he lived in a different town i'm unsure (laughs) okay i'm unsure um i think it said like florida or something which where are we now iowa that's like far though yeah for, for somebody to get into contact with somebody to hit man you know, like, I feel like that's, like, especially back then. Right. So his timesheets prove that he was at work hundreds of miles away, so it couldn't have been him. And although Frank Jones was never proved to have been the killer, um, he would still receive harassment and accusations, which forced him to an early retirement. So, like, he basically had to quit because he was... Everybody thought he was... Yeah, and he was a state senator, so he would never be elected for anything. Like, no one... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. So, um, however, this didn't even change the minds of the family's victim or the victim's families because they never stopped believing that Frank had something to do with it. But while the families had their own theories, police were looking into other suspects. They came across a Reverend George Kelly, who was a traveling minister. Kelly was actually known, though, to be kind of a creep. So it was revealed that this reverend was accused of being a peeping Tom. Oh, no. And it was said that he would ask girls to pose naked for him. Oh, jeez. So on June 8th, 1912, the day before the murders, Kelly had come to Villisca Presbyterian Church to mm. teach the Children's Day Service. Stop it. The same one Sarah Moore was coordinator of. So this is a day before. And it's said that Kelly left town the day after the murders, which by that I mean June 10th. So it would be the morning they were discovered. Because they were killed at, like, midnight or 5 a.m., so the dates on it are, like... So, like, technically the day of the murder. Right. The day after the whole church thing. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, Kelly left town, um, and he immediately started writing letters to police, obsessing over the case. Like, he was fascinated. He was giving authorities really big red flags because of how weird... That was to them. They were like, why is he sending us these in detail? Like, 
he was saying um, just weird stuff. So they were like, how about we write him back and see if he gives us something, like Mm -hmm. actual evidence and details. Do you know any of the things that he said? He was basically saying that he heard everything that night. Like he was in the house, heard screaming. They were like, "How, how could you have heard that stuff if you weren't the killer? Like, and why are you saying that? Like, it's not like he lived next door to them. Like, so he was basically saying he knew what the crime scene looked like and he heard their screams, which... Was he saying that, like, he heard it, like, since he's no, like a reverend? Like, I he... don't think so. No. He, like, meant, like, physically. So he wrote back to the detectives in great detail noises he heard during the murders and the things he'd witnessed. So, like, he basically claimed to see the murder. Which makes zero sense. Are you sure he's not talking visions? Because he's like a reverend. I mean, maybe. I think that's what they mean. Like, he's, like, he saw it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but. heard it. Like, God gave him, probably that's what he's saying. Like, God gave me the vision of this happening. Because why would he say that he, why would he, that would put himself at the crime scene. That other guy worked in, not Florida. So it was pretty close to Iowa. Are they next to each other? No, not directly, but they're pretty close to each other. Yeah, they're right next to each other. Iowa and Illinois are right next to each other. Oh, really? They, they border, border each, each other? other? Oh, okay. Well, then that makes sense. Okay, that makes a lot more sense than Florida. Okay, so the axe-killing, family-murdering guy lived in Illinois, which is right next to Iowa. So it's possible, especially states like that, it's easy to just get over the border. So it is possible, but if that's the only thing connecting them, I don't know. Yeah. So, apparently, this reverend, Reverend Kelly, had been caught actually in Villisca, peering into windows two days before the murders, which is interesting. Also, it was said that... The reverend? Yeah. The reverend was left-handed, and the medical examiner said that the person who killed the family would have been left-handed. But what doesn't make sense is that the reverend was, like, 5'2 and 119 pounds. So, this was a small guy. So how did he hit the ceiling with the axe? Yeah, how would, how would he have the strength and the stamina? Like, I don't know. It just didn't seem plausible. He just seemed good for it. And later on in the letters, let me see. So later on, actually about five years after the murders, Reverend Kelly was arrested for the murders. He confessed that he was the one who bludgeoned the family to death and wait, their wait, two guests wait, that wait. awful night. What? How did we just go from zero to a hundred? Okay, what? He just confessed. Like after, so they, he was a suspect, right? Mm-hmm. 1912, maybe a little, maybe it took him a year to like find him. He was a suspect. Then five years later, they had been interviewing, following him around, looking into him. Five years later, they actually had enough evidence to make an arrest for the five reverend. Five years? What was the evidence they collected? Well, just that he was left-handed. He was there at the time. He was a creep, like... They were like, this just makes sense. He was at the church the day that... Yeah, but don't they need actual evidence to make an arrest? Yes. Instead of just like... But like that was I mean, enough for back 12. then. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like it's not like today we need like 10 cold specific hard cold hard evidence. Like yeah. back then it was like probably him. Like he got a record. He confessed that he was the one who killed him after like hours of interrogation. But then recanted his statement so he's like actually never mind i didn't kill them i was just saying that and they were like like great so they had nothing again he ended up being sent to trial twice 
and was acquitted. So he never, nothing ever happened. You're lying. Yeah, he was freed from any criminal charges both times. So dead end, nothing. There were a couple more suspects, but they all led to dead ends. To this day, no one knows who killed the Moore family and the Stillinger sisters. It's still open. Still an open case. So, however, in 1994, a man named Darwin and his wife, Martha Lynn of Corning, Iowa, purchased the House of Horrors and turned it into a tourist attraction. No. They host ghost tours and let people stay the night for almost $500 a night. When I was $500 a night in 19 what? 90. Well, today it's like, it's still happening today. So that they bought it in 1994, but today you can stay there for $500 a night. That is awful what's even worse is i was looking on the website and it actually they don't say how much it costs i'm guessing a high high amount more than the normal stay to stay there on june 9th or 10th yeah and you have to like call on a specific day just to get that day like and there's certain times you can call like everyone wants to stay there the night of the murders which I mean, people are very into paranormal stuff. They're like scientists for that, but I just feel like it's so sad and that is awful. It's people it's are just sad to keep dwelling on it, it, and like the spirits probably can't rest in there. They're just like being everyone just walking through. So this house is believed to be extremely haunted. VelescaIowa.com says, "quote It is believed to turn skeptics into believers." So like, if you go here, you are. I bet bound. they have stuff. That, like, if they're making this much money off of it, they're probably, like, rigging it. Because if they were religious, they went to church, I bet that there are no spirits left in the house. I bet they all went to heaven. I bet they're Um, just using it to get money out of people, don't you think? I mean, that's totally possible. Because if they own it, they could set up anything in the house to make it look haunted. Yeah. But, I mean, it is really unsettling that their case hasn't been solved. And that could be pretty, you know, that could be why they would stay is, like, there's no justice one big thing that happened there um in november 2014 robert larson jr who was 37 was on a paranormal visit with a group of friends and during the tour his friends found him in another room stabbed in the chest what self-inflicted yeah so they just found him like stabbed in the chest self-inflicted they freak out they call 911 and police say that he suffered the injuries at around 12:45 a.m which is exactly the time the Velisca murders happened 102 years before that was it was on the june 9th no it was in november oh. but it was like the same time of night that they were like supposedly Wasn't killed it between 12 and 5 yeah but i think that's so weird. They found I don't out know. it was like twelve forty five. I don't doubt that there's probably spirits in there, but do I think that they're the spirits of the children that got murdered in the house and the probably not. Probably not. But that probably opened the door for like yeah. satanic, like evil evil spirits to come into the house. Probably. So you know what? I bet the house probably is haunted. Probably. But I feel but, like it's probably... I want to believe that it's not, like, the children haunting their own house when they got so brutally murdered. Like, yeah. I want to believe that they passed on and are living in heaven. I know. Because <laughs> that is awful. It's so sad. And, like, it was just for the dad. Like, you could have left everyone else alone. I don't know. I feel like it might have been the Frank Jones guy. Or really? the Reverend. I don't I know. I think the Reverend is pretty sketchy. 
They're both sketchy. Because they went, they left church. I feel like that's who I think it would be. But what's the motive? He like followed them home. He's just a sick, twisted individual. Yeah. And if he's creepy, maybe he was envious of the dad, the husband. Probably. Honestly. That's so sad. That was really good. That is the story of the Velisca murders. Wow. Really sad. Sad sad. story. But I I wish you would have done a closed case. (laughs) You don't have the... Unsatisfied. Yeah. Not unsatisfied. Just like... I know. Not knowing. That's horrible. I know. I wish they knew. It was just so many factors went into it. Like, everyone contaminating the crime scene. Yeah. It's just... It just sounded like such an awful... Not that not all murder cases are awful, but, like, the way people treated the crime scene and, like, mm-hmm. how have it as a haunt, haunted house now, like, just making money off of it is yeah. just dirty. Right? So dirty. I don't like that. It's really uh, sad. Well, thank you, Brooke, for doing that research. Oh, that was so course. good. You did so good. Oh, thanks. I like true crime. That was I fun. I do, too. Um, I kind of want to do my own now. <laughs> you should. Please. We'll see what people think. Let us yeah. know if you guys like the true crime. Yeah, we could do one like going. maybe once a month or something. Yeah. Just for fun. Let us know if you like it. Because we're so into true crime. We love it. We want to end on just a little bit of a lighter note for a couple minutes. Yeah, Ashley surprised me for my birthday and got us <laughs> permanent bracelets, permanent jewelry. So we got zapped together. We got cute little gold bracelets on our hands. I know, they're so cute. So they like... They fit the chain to your wrist and then they clasp or they like loop it and then they close that loop and then they like solder it together kind of thing. Like it yeah, zaps like it and it like, it almost. yeah, that's the thing. It just, it's literally just like one little boop and you can like see the spark mm-hmm. and it like just closes up the gap at all. So it's technically like completely on your wrist. Like you can cut it off if you wanted to, if like in case of an emergency or something, um, it'll just like snap, but they're supposed to just like stay on your wrist permanently. They're literally so cute, and I've wanted to get one forever. I just like never knew where to go, or yeah. And I found one by us, and the people were so sweet, so sweet. It was super fun, and they're super cute. So I think we should get more. Like we should do stuff for like occasions. We should go do it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Or like have a party and have them over. Yeah. But they're chained and charmed. Chained and- on instagram yeah and now we have friendship bracelets yeah cute i love that kind of friendship bracelet because all the weird ones are like you know when you're little you'd get like the half heart and like give the other heart like this one's cute because it's like a story it's like oh yeah we went together and we got different ones but it's still like the meaning behind we were gonna get matching but then we cannot agree on anything yeah we didn't so like i really like yours but i feel like that fits you more yeah and then like if it's permanent i was like Okay, well, we shouldn't be forced to get, like, matching. No. Like, let's just and do I, our own I thing. I didn't even go in there thinking, like, we're getting the same one. I just said, like, I'll let her pick out whichever one she wants. Yeah. I'll pick out whatever one I like. So, but Ashley got two. I got one. I got two, like, baby ones. Brooke's more of, like, a little bit more of, like, a statement one, I feel like. Mine are just, like, tiny little gold, like, links. Yeah. Brooke's has, like, a little design on it. It's so pretty. But um, I want to get, like, a bigger one because she has more bracelets. See, mine just are so thin that I feel like it needs a little bit more. Don't you think it needs, like, a A little more chunk, yeah. But you usually wear your watch, too. I do, but you can't even see. It, like, falls underneath the watch. It's really depressing. What? So I keep, like, putting them down, and they just, like, stick back up there. You think you should have gotten it tighter? Maybe. Like, on your wrist wrist? Yeah, like there? I don't know. I want to get, like, a chunkier one. 
to make it a little bit more of like a statement. Anyways, and then I think I told you guys I made like a huge Old Navy online purchase. Yes. Right? Did we talk about this? She finally got all her stuff. Finally got all my stuff. It was and... 50% off. So I got like 12 things. So good. So I'm obsessed good. with all of it. It's like, I don't even know, like sophisticated, minimalist, basic pieces that they can just like mix and match, but they yeah. have like a small collection yes yeah i want to be like that i need to get rid of all the stuff that like i don't use it i know i have so much junk Mm -hmm. i need to post everything on poshmark i know we went through brooke's closet on her birthday yeah that's what i wanted to do i was like guys i need to get this it was actually really satisfying though I was trying to be harsh with her and be like, no, Brooke, you're never going to wear that. Get rid of it. Some stuff I just bought, so I don't even know why I was pulling it out. But Ashley was like, ooh. And I was like, I just got this last week. It's (laughs) not your style. But for the cruise, it's super cute, right? Do you have any other things to update? We went over to Brooke's house after she had work on her actual birthday. And that's when we did, like, the closet clean out. But we had, like, cake and donuts. And her family set up, like, a cute thing for her with balloons and she opened presents and it was super cute good birthday overall good birthday for sure i wouldn't want to spend it any other way honestly i love that i liked it we just opened presents vibed yeah did whatever it was a weekday so we weren't gonna like go out or something so it was nice i liked it yeah it was fun it was a fun week Super so our fun. birthdays are finally over for this year. We have like a whole other year. Before this is you guys depressing. Have to do the whole I know they're so close too. Like I wish like yours was like the middle or like the beginning of the year, so it was like more spread out. You know, same. Because now we just wait. I know we have like a whole year. And Anthony, a whole year. well, Taylor's is kind of. Oh yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Taylor's we have to is think. Next. We have to think of something to do. Yeah. We should go on a trip. I like how we do the big thing for him. Like, we're like, let's go on a trip Yeah, his birthday. He's like, I didn't want to come here. <laughs> Literally, we make it about us. <laughs> Where do we want to go? He's like, I never said I wanted to come to this we're place. We're like, um. All right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned on our Instagram for content about this episode and Disneyland and our bracelets. and we will talk to you guys next week yes and thank you again brooke for all your time and dedication to this week's episode how long did it take you to research like three days because i wanted to make sure i had all of it and i still didn't have how how long do you think it took you like overall like how many hours oh like six six hours five maybe and did you type the whole thing out Mm Mm-hmm. dang it was like work so i like took notes and then like i wrote it out based on this means i'm a editing this week's podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like what am i gonna have time i still have to edit the vlog i know i was thinking about that when you were talking about it i was like mm. <laughs> which isn't like a big deal it's just time consuming like mm-hmm. i don't mind doing it it's just finding the time to do it because of work like i wish i could have this as my full-time job so i could like go in on it i know and like dedicate my that's whole life that's a frustrating to part that's the thing that sucks is like we would have such good content it's not that we're not creative it's not that we're not good at it. It's just that we, like, it's hard for us to find the time. We're so Especially busy. Especially when you, like, get off of work from full day or school, in your case, school and work, and you had, like, a full day, and you're just, like, I just yeah. want to chill and, like, not think about anything. Like, your mind is just, like, so numb that you're just, like, I just want to hang out. And, like, it's not that we don't enjoy it. It's just, like, we're just struggling to find the time to, like. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. True so that. bear with us. We really love doing this, though. We love it, and we love you guys, and we see you. We see you listening, 
and all the freaking thank you so much it's so fun so let us know for sure if you guys liked the true crime aspect because i know some people aren't into it but we'll do a poll on our instagram on, on thursday go answer the poll because we want to know what you guys thought or maybe we'll do it friday but we'd love to hear from you guys if there's a case that you want us to try to cover let us know maybe i'll take a crack at it yeah but i'm like i'm just like so impressed that was so good i was so excited to tell you i know i can't believe it i think that's why i was so nervous in the beginning because i was like (laughs) i just want to tell her but yeah have a great weekend guys we'll talk to you soon Bye, bye guys